Is Ferelli one? Mm-mm. No. Not, then I don't know. Ferelli? You mean Pirelli? Boy, am I a dumbass. It is Pirelli. Yeah. I thought Pirelli and Ferelli were two different things. Turns out they're just the same damn thing with the same logo, and I can't tell the difference between a P and a P and an F. So, embarrassing. Welcome to Going In Tight. Coming out loose. Welcome back, everybody. It's Going In Tight, Coming Out Loose. This is Bart Lewis, and with me, as always, Chris Gibson. Chris, how is it going? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. Did you get tired of waiting through the rain delays as much as everyone else did? You know, on Monday, I thought it would be cool to have a race. And then when it got delayed to Tuesday, I was like, well, Tuesday racing wouldn't be bad. Then it got delayed again. And I was like, that's kind of annoying. Wednesday, when they delayed it again till five o'clock, it was supposed to go off at three. I was just pissed. The great mist storm of 2020. It really is a true interpretation of 2020 as a whole, because this year has been crap. And... (laughs) Just to, we're three races w- away. NASCAR has been so committed to get all the races in, and they have. And man, that just hurts a little. I know that uh, that hurts for them to have to go through all that. Not to mention, what? How much gas did they spend on all those jet Ooh. dryers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve Phelps is definitely cringing when he gets that bill. They're like, yeah, we had to go all the way to Austin just to get some gas to refill these damn things. Yeah, so we're we're not doing rants and raves right now. We're just gonna we're tight and we need to get loose, and that's what mm-hmm. we're doing. And there's two things that I I just want to commend. One as a whole NASCAR, just hats off to how well they did for sure. making sure that we had the race, um, and and really the commitment to saying we're gonna try our hardest to try and make it happen each day, even though everything looked bleak. They could have just said no, but uh, they made it happen, and so uh, the race happened. And it was on Wednesday, and (laughs) (laughs) it was Texas. So we waited all that time. We're getting hype, getting hype, getting hype, and then Texas. So the the race as a whole was okay. Um, But another person that I'd like to commend, I mean, the guy needs a raise. And I say that not knowing what he makes annually, (laughs) but (laughs) Bob Pockers is is like the hero of NASCAR. Like he isn't looking at – how many hours he spends on stuff he's not thinking about uh i've really put in one good story this week i'm good the dude never stops he had a tweet probably every five ten minutes during the entire rain delay when they called it he'd stop but then he started other things like he would catch up on other news like they're um kurt bush's ex-girlfriend or ex-wife she's like in court for tax evasion so he was (laughs) highlighting that and like just all the other things that were going on. So, and which we'll get to because it was a busy week um, without the rain delay. Um, yeah, there's no hole that goes undug with Bob Pockris. No. I, I think just about anything that's out there, he will find uh, r- regardless of what he makes. I think he deserves a raise because he's the only reason that I was keeping track of what was going on with NASCAR when I knew there wasn't going to be a race. I'm sitting there looking at him thinking maybe he's going to give me something that nobody else is. It was amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah, I wasn't even looking at the feed. I was just looking at Bob Parker's Twitter handle yeah. because I knew that he would know. And that's all I needed to know. The race itself, decent, I guess. It, it was too long. 500 miles at Texas, that needs to change. Like 300, 350 at, at tops. Mm-hmm. And then going into it, expecting um, Kevin Harvick to do really well. And first thing he does on Sunday is hit the wall. And that really kind of destroyed his chances of, of, of making it happen. And so basically, again, and my chances of fantasy are out. So we can go <laughs> through that later. But I'm, Kyle Busch wins. Yeah. I, and, you know, I said to you, I can't believe I waited around and was excited all week just to watch Kyle Busch win. But there was something different about Kyle Busch. We saw grateful Kyle Busch. What did you think? of when, because we were all texting. We've got a group text with our fantasy league. We were all saying he was going to get out and say, oh, oh, too little, too late. This should have come earlier. We should have had three or four more of these this year. But that, which is what he's done in the past, he got out, was super grateful, didn't even do his bow until he was pro to do so. So, uh, I mean, it was just like, it was very different. What did you think of getting that, that grateful Kyle Busch? I don't know. People always give me a hard time when I talk highly of Kyle Busch on here. They're like, you know, we know you don't like him. What are you doing? They'll get over it. <laughs> but so like I always say, like I can appreciate most drivers. Kyle Busch, he is an acquired taste. Most certainly. <laughs> but like, like rowdy energy is an acquired taste. <laughs> I've never had it, but I can imagine it's not very good. <laughs> but so you, you feel bad for the guy because he does – he has had a, a very successful career and he's not that old mm-hmm. and he's going to probably have a couple more championships, if not more. And the arrogance that comes off of him when he has a good year, like he did last year, besides when he won the championship where he was kind of just like, nah. and it's just kind of like, it gets stale and it gets old mm-hmm. and irritating. So it came, all those feelings came back to me when he was, when he was winning, like, Oh, he's going to get out and he's going to be like, Oh, but he didn't. And then I was like, oh, man, I feel bad for him because he's like rookie Kyle Busch over here. And this meant a lot to him. And he wanted to keep the streak going of, of winning every year, 16 seasons in a row. So I don't know. I, <laughs> I liked it. You know, as much I, I have respect for Kyle Busch and what he's able to do in a car. I mean, 53 cup wins now. There's not many people who have done that. There are people with much less than that. And less championships who are hall of famers so i think we're watching and getting to watch a guy who's dominant and is going to be a surefire hall of famer so that is something that is pretty cool to me and to see him you know i started liking kurt bush as he started to change his attitude and realize Mm -hmm. not everything i don't deserve everything in this sport you have to go out there and win it and i think kyle bush getting that win at texas which isn't historically this like, oh my gosh, let's, we can't wait till we get to Texas. I think him going out there and winning, you know, a race like that really puts it in perspective for him. Like, you know, this isn't something that you just fall into every week and you can't take it for granted, even though I, he wins across all series a lot. So I don't know. I like grateful Kyle Busch. If he continues, uh, he, he may make it onto the old, the, the radar. I can jump on that bandwagon. I'm not, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon, but I won't be I might fired. follow it. 
I'm not going to be fiery pissed off about it, about this one. I might um, ride three car lengths behind the bandwagon <laughs> and wave. So let's rewind because it's, it's Thursday. This is coming out tomorrow on Friday. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Wednesday, but the most of the racing was last Saturday and Sunday. Let's highlight a couple things that happened there. First, the truck mm-hmm. race was very exciting with the drama that you would not, you don't often see mm-hmm. uh, intentionally wrecking people. Christian Eck has been rode some fire remarks about kbm drivers as a whole um i mean that was that was pretty spicy yeah and that's what we need in those lower series though like when yeah when noah gragson ran in there and punched harrison burton in the face and you know stuff like that it it shows you that there is fire inside these young guys and they're fighting just as much as everybody else i mean you Joey Logano slaps Denny Hamlin on the shoulder and the world goes nuts. They're like, Oh my God, they're the most passionate people in the world. Uh, You see these lower series and you see guys like taking one to the jaw or you see what happened in that truck race where it's you're on a straightaway and there's a blatant turn into the other driver. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that you see the passion boil over but I like it in those lower series. It makes it interesting and it writes storylines for the rest of the races. Yeah. So you mentioned Noah Gregson having fire. I don't know that he had that fire this weekend because he (laughs) the bed for lack of better (laughs) phrase there. I mean, he had that thing. (laughs) He had it in the bag and the last lap just fell apart. I've never seen anything like that. I don't know what happened. There's clearly no excuse other than he just kind of made a mistake. I think, uh, Per his post-race interview, I would think that he uh, he looked kind of baffled and uh, he he dropped an f bomb for us on live television, which is <laughs> always fun. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think he was equally as baffled as to what happened. Now his uh, championship hopes are on the line. He's got to crank out a win next week. Yeah, and so we feel pretty good now. We're still a tad bit tight, and the reason be is because it's our boy Kaz Grawl. Oh, golly, man, this kid, we, we got to interview him. And I, I don't want to say early on in his career, this guy has raced across IMSA. He's done a ton in his career and he's racing this year part-time for RCR in the Xfinity series. Kaz Grawla was asked to fill in for RCR in the number three car when Austin Dillon got COVID. He was coming off an awesome race at Road America where it had rained and he was asked to go out and perform well, and he came in the top five there. And then he goes to the Cup Series, first race in the Cup Series at a track that we've never seen raced in the Cup Series at the Daytona Road Course, and he cracks off a top 10 in his first Cup Series start. This is a kid who, when we talked to him, he was talking about how he's going out and talking to sponsors, the relationships that he's trying to build within the sport, not only amongst his racing team, but trying to build a network of people so that he can have a full-time ride. He tweeted and put out on Instagram earlier this week that his full-time sponsor, due to some of the political uncertainty that's out there right now, has moved on. They're taking a different direction. We've got to get this guy a full-time sponsor. I don't care if it's for Xfinity. I don't care if it's for Cup. The kid deserves a full-time ride. And he showed that he can compete at the Cup level. He's shown that he can compete at the Xfinity level. No matter where he lands, this kid is going to be successful as long as he's got the backing to do so. 
It's really the biggest hurdle that he has in front of him. He's very humble. He has class. He has the biggest amount of drive of anyone that I've really seen mm-hmm. uh, recently in NASCAR, in the younger, in the younger tier. And I mean, gosh, it just stings a little because he is so deserving of it. And I know that the best is yet to come from 100%. him. So, so I know he'll get one and it, it'll all work out. But I mean, if you're listening, you got some deep pockets and your demographic <laughs> is looking at cars go around the track, you need to sponsor Kazgrala. Yeah. Yeah. Always humble, always hungry. That's, that's my description of Kazgrala. True or false? You smell that? That's burnt rubber. It's time for True False. And this week we're talking about tires. Jesus and I'm, Christ. I'm ready. To, <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready, Chris? Well, I thought I was ready until you did that. <laughs> so I, I have a feeling I could be catching the bad end of True False this week. I am so hyped about this one. We've wanted to talk about tires for a while and thought it'd be a good fit for True False. So we're going to talk about tires. This is not just NASCAR. All of most sports uses them, obviously. So <laughs> we're going to highlight some. Except, the, except boats. That's still <laughs> motorsports. The duck boats, they use them. But all right, let's get, let's get this going. Prepare okay. yourself. I need a deep breath out of you, Chris. All, all right, right, I'm ready. What's, what's your goal? What do you got to be, 80%? My best so far is 80%. I have a feeling it's not going to happen with all the crap you've been talking all week about this. <laughs> we'll see we'll see it might be really easy who knows um but yeah let's go let's go let's get it going number one t-y-r-e tire true or false true <laughs> yeah it is true that's how they spell it over there in europe yeah the, those form formula U that they uh <laughs> they do a uh they do say tires tires but why do they spell it with a y I don't know. It's probably, you know, they put, there's the old English form of all these words. So there's like uh, color, C-O-L-O-U-R. Mm. Yep. Uh, there, there's a lot of those favorite, F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. So they, they like to throw random consonants and vowels in there. I mean, at least it's not Russian. <laughs> but in Europe, they do have a lot of different like words they use for cars which is probably and we're not right we're always wrong like in, in america we're <laughs> most of the time we don't use the metric system we call the trunk the trunk instead of the boot what else do they they say something the door is the hatch i don't know i i haven't dude, watched top it, gear in it a while me, i i grew up here so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they do over there. I haven't been, I haven't had the opportunity to hop the pond just yet. So I, I'm not fully versed in what they do over there in Europe, but I know it's different mm-hmm. and uh, they were here before us. So they might have a, a little step on us when it comes to the language. That's true. All right. Number two, let's bring it back home. Firestone was the first tire supplier once NASCAR began in 1948. Firestone, true or false? True. It is true. That was the first tire supplier NASCAR had in 1948, and they remained the first one for like four years or so until another company came along, which I Who won't say. It? Can't tell you. It's All right, number, uh, No, that's incorrect. It is? 
That, no. The Hoosier. Hoosier. Oh, man. It's like <laughs> it came out of Hoosier. Huge. Uh, anyway, uh, had a moment. No, they came in like the 80s, man. Okay. Well, I'm. I mean, you're the one knowledgeable one about tires this week, so keep them coming. Well, I, don't, I don't know. About that. I've, I just, I've got, I'm two for, two for two right now. I read like three Wikipedias. Hey, I think that's more than I read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Two different tire makers have been involved in IndyCar since it began in 1996. True or false? True. That is also true. Who are those two tire makers? Just curious if you know them. Is Ferelli one? Mm-mm. No. Nah, then I don't know. Ferelli? You mean Pirelli? Ferelli, Pirelli? I don't know. What do I mean? Uh, not even, not, I don't know. Goodyear it, and Firestone. Were the t- oh, okay. <laughs> Boy, am I a dumbass. It is Pirelli. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Dude, my whole life. Okay, this is this is going to sound really stupid because I actually do know my tires, but I did not know that Pirelli was a P because when you look at this, when you look at their logo, can, can you see it? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. it do you see like how it looks like a freaking F? You idiot. Yeah, I'm dumb. Yep. I thought Pirelli and Ferelli were two different things. Turns out they're just the same damn thing with the same logo, and I can't tell the difference between a P and a P and an F. So mm. um, embarrassing. I'm leaving it in. Do with me what you will, people of the social media universe. So Goodyear, Firestone are the two tire manufacturers that have been involved in IndyCar. I didn't, I didn't know that. I wasn't going to go for the easy guess. I was trying to go outside the box. Made myself look stupid. Moving on. All right, Question four. Board. Goodyear, the current tire for F1, has been the tire supplier for 24 years. Has been the tire supplier for 24 years. False. Dang, man. You are doing it right now, and I don't like it. Yes, it's <laughs> false. So, is Goodyear the current tire supplier for F1? No, it's Ferelli. <laughs> yeah, it's Ferelli. <laughs> that- or- See, and I watched, dude, the stupidest thing in the world is I watch these F1 races and I guarantee you they say Pirelli a bunch and it just goes in one ear and out the other. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, look at Pirelli, man. They make these cool slick tires, these medium tires, these hard tires. I I think I know everything about Formula One and then. So there is something true about that statement. Goodyear has been a supplier of F1 tires for 24 years, but they're just not currently. Okay, do, that makes sense. That. Yeah, 24 years. Pirelli, 16, Bridgestone, 11, and then a handful of other ones, Dunlop, Michelin, Firestone, Continental, and Eaglebert. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So I am four for four so far. Yeah, here you go. Number five. Mm-hmm. All three tire wars in NASCAR have been with Goodyear and Hoosier Tire. True or false? False. Oh, wow. What a dumb thing. Your first question was Firestone, so there had to be a war with them. That's Mm -hmm. stupid. Can I reverse my answer because I know how dumb it was? Nope. Oh, my God. Nope. We can't because I – when I do true false, I literally say words, and then you ask me a question, and I reverse what I just said (laughs) as if I don't know what – That's very true. 
because you stumped me. You get me all mixed up backwards. Yeah. yeah Firestone. That was a Talladega issue. First race of Talladega, whatever year that was, like 1969. Yeah. Yeah. Firestone. I you mentioning that. Dang. All right. Back to. Four for five. Yeah. Back to Ferelli. Number six, Pirelli runs seven different types of tires in F1. True. That is true. You got your hard, your soft, your medium, your wet, your medium wet. They, I mean, there's... Medium wet? There's like three or four different wet tires. I wouldn't, know, I wouldn't know what to do with a medium wet tire. <laughs> I only know what to do with a wet tire. <laughs> well, you don't want to mess around with medium, but you got to wait. Moving on. <laughs> uh, anyway, last one train of thought. Uh, number seven, along with Goodyear, Firestone and Hoosier, McCreary has also been a tire supplier in NASCAR. True or false? McCreary. 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 I'm going to say false. It is true. McCreary, I don't, I don't know, know if I'm saying it. it right. I knew it. It was going to be like one year. Well, right, you are. Yes. Uh, so Goodyear has been the tire for 66 years in NASCAR. Firestone, 26. And then you had Hoosier. There was only four years collectively through the 80s and early 90s. And then McCreary just shows up randomly in 1978 and is like, hey, we're going to be a tire supplier. And then they just disappeared. McCreary Tire and Rubber Company. So they could ha probably have a few business ventures. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> Number eight. The 2005 F1 United States Grand Prix in Indy ultimately led to the cancellation of the U.S.-based race until COTA, Circuit of the Americas, started in 2012. A lot of information there. Okay. Can I get a rephrasing of the question in slow Gibson speak? Sure. 2005. That was the year. 2005. Yep. Put yourself there. United States Grand Prix. That was the name of the F1 race held in the United States for yeah. a long time. At this point, they're holding it at Indy, right. Indianapolis. And it, it got canceled. And it was because the, the tires. Yeah, I didn't mention that <laughs> in the question. Okay. And it got canceled. So it, the tires. It's, yes. It got canceled because of the tires. Yeah, so let me back up here because I just assumed that you knew what happened in 2005 at the Indy, <laughs> Indy race. Okay. <laughs> the, the F1 race. Uh, so it was Goodyear and Bridgestone, I believe, and uh, Goodyear was blowing tires. So, so much, though, it was like the Taudig and NASCAR race where like a bunch of big guys backed out and said no. And so that was the reason that they canceled the F1 race and didn't come back until Coda was built right. in Austin in 2012. Okay. True or false to that paragraph. I don't know that I've ever done you like that. <laughs> That's a long one right there. Uh, a brief history. On, well, let me, let me read on, on the exit and return of F1 to the so United the, States. Let me shorten it up. True. So the, true. It was a tire issue that did it. True. No. <laughs> God. <laughs> so it wasn't 2005, it's 2008. So basically, oh my God, dude, that's wrong. Uh, hey, hey, uh, you have done me so much worse. But it was a big controversy. Obviously, if you have a bunch of people who are racing in the race back out, like big names, obviously a big deal. 
Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it was financial reasons that Indy, the track owners, decided to not re- renew the deal um, because they had to spend, they had to like shell out so much money to F1, which is okay, which is weird that they're paying them to hold the race at their venue. So mm-hmm. I'm already confused, but that was the reason. And then, so well, that's like that, college. That's like college football when Georgia pays Murray State to come play them at their place. It you know, F1, we've talked about it before. F1 has this audience of mm. 3 billion, whereas NASCAR has this audience of 30 plus million. And it's like, okay, so you're trying to take apples and oranges and you're trying to bring that to the United States. So you pay them to come get people interested in. That's why I think they need to team up with F1 and the Coda race that they do. I think they need to run like IMSA during the week. I think they need to run cup um, maybe on like the Friday or the Saturday. And then on the Sunday run that F1 race. I think you team up uh, these motorsports need to team up and do it big so mm-hmm. that when F1 does come and you've got 3 billion eyes, you're, people are like, Oh, well I'll buy the ticket for the NASCAR race and the IMSA race before that. So I don't yeah. know. Just me. Not- yeah, now I feel dumb for saying that because that makes perfect sense. They make money off the ticket revenue. They have mm-hmm. to pay the act to come play the venue. So, and yes, I also agree that these tracks on occasion should do that where they team up. They shouldn't overdo it. So you don't want to, I don't want to see that right. every time. But from time to time, I think it'd be very cool, especially Coda utilizing that as an opportunity to to maybe put that race close closer to uh, the playoff time when, when F1 comes. And then maybe you know, you know continue to pair up the July indie race that uh, that would be cool too, yeah. Um, because because they did it. All right, number nine, we're playing true or false. If anybody forgot, <laughs> we're back from the history lesson. Number nine, while in NASCAR, Hoosier tire, they they never saw victory lane. So while they were a tire in NASCAR for those four years in the eighties and early nineties, they never saw victory lane. That's true false. false yeah it is false i don't know who won with them so don't even ask just tell me jeff bodine he won three races they won nice. a bunch of polls as well yep but yeah jeff bodine hmm. spelled g-e-o-f-f yeah there's a guy I, that works on my team that's spelt g-e-o-f-f g-e-o-f there's there's like certain names and words that i'll never be able to spell jeff spelled that way is just i cannot wrap my head around it hmm who drives first? the number 42? Yeah, so when I text about Matt Kinsis' pronunciation there, he uh, it autocorrects to Ken, Kenneth, which yeah. is, would probably be what typically people are trying to spell. But <laughs> I, don't, sure. I, n- I never notice it, and I say Matt Kenneth all the time. <laughs> can't say it, can't spell it. Glad he's not coming back. And I'm, I'm sure he is too because this yeah, no 2020 has been the roughest on him of anybody. I am six for nine. Six for nine. Okay. So you're not, you're not going to do your best, but you're, you, you got a chance. Doing to, okay. You can get a seat here. All right. Number 10, final question. F1 tire supplier Pirelli is so protective of their trade secrets. Tires are leased instead of purchased by teams. True or false? True. That is true. They do not allow any team to purchase the tires. They don't want them to have them, hold them in thick or thin through rich or poor. They want <laughs> those tires back 
because they they have this trade secret that they, they don't want anybody else coming out there and duplicating thus creating a tire war so they're talking like so down to, to the like the nitty-gritty on on this they have employees out on the track afterwards sweeping up excess tire particles because they don't want anybody taking them back to a lab to figure out what they have done to make these tires so when a sport and a two-car team cost 470 million dollars nearly half a billion dollars to run i think you can spend money on bullshit like that on somebody sweeping up tire particles could you imagine somebody coming along first of all you're really close in nascar so if you're in the front row you can end up with a little tire specs some guy coming up sir can i can i get that back please goodyear doesn't want you to know what's in their tires it's all just fucking trash rolled up into a tire <laughs> we know that pirelli doesn't have any damn secrets <laughs> tell us how you really feel <laughs> well that Whatever. wouldn't fly in nascar because everybody wants tires i've got four of them sitting behind me Everybody wants to collect them, so that yeah, wouldn't fly for a minute. Try and get your hands on one of those Pirellis. And the hillbillies don't believe in science. So they're not going to figure out what's made in this good year. Pirelli? What are you trying to do with them tires, Pirelli? <laughs> All right, well, 70%. Good job, Chris. You did way better than I thought you did, and that's just going to give me so much more steam to, to put into to next week. So that's been True Boss. We are heading to Martinsville for some short track racing. I always like to say short tracks equals short tempers. And in our playoffs, we have Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Brad Kozlowski, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., and Kurt Busch. Martin Truex came close to locking himself in, but he could not pass Kyle Busch. Bart, who do you have as your top four as we exit Martinsville? Who's going and racing for the championship in Phoenix? So I still believe that Harvick and Hamlin are pretty much locked, even though they haven't really been doing well the past two races. Um, Martinsville is okay, decent for both of them. So I think that they'll probably get a, they'll both get it in the top 10 and, and keep their, their spots are pretty safe on points. The fourth spot is really hard for me because it, it really comes down to the paperclip at Martinsville. And there's two drivers who are very good there, and that is Brad Keselowski and Martin Truex Jr. So I think either one of those has a, a very high chance, the highest chance of getting that fourth mm-hmm. spot. But uh, if, we're, if we're betting on what I, anything I said last week, that would not be true. So <laughs> um, if, if anybody else could get in there, it would be Chase Elliott. That's it. I, I, Bowman's not historically good here, mm-hmm. and Kurt Busch, um, not, not either, probably the worst of anybody in the playoffs. So, um, I, I think it's probably going to be Truix, but it, I don't know. It's Truix, Keselowski, maybe Elliot. <laughs> so does that answer your question? Who you got? Uh, yeah. So I, I still know that you've got a top seven. <laughs> um, my top four, I said, obviously Logano's locked in, uh, obviously, Harvick seems like he's in a pretty decent spot. He had a pretty terrible race at Texas, still sitting, uh, I think, 40-plus points above the cutoff line. So I think Harvick's going to make it. I think Hamlin will have a solid race. If he's close to not having a solid race, he'll just wreck somebody out of the way so that he can make it to the top four. Mm -hmm. He's 
he's only done that a couple times before. So I, I definitely think he can make it. And he's talented. He's just talented at Martinsville. I, I think he can, I think he can get it there. And I do think it'll be Kozlowski. I think the top four that we have going in are going to stay there. Um, I, I would like to see, and I think the dark horse, if somebody is going to jump in would be Chase Elliott winning it and then pushing the field down. And then it would be Logano, Elliott, Harvick and Hamlin, he would push Keselowski out. Mm-hmm. But uh, if Elliott doesn't get a win, I, I really think it's going to be Logano, Harvick, Hamlin, Keselowski. But on the Hendrick Motorsports team next year, we know Alex Bowman is going over to the 48, and he's probably not going to be moving on in the playoffs this year, but he made a solid run to the top eight. We've got another playoff contender coming over. He has been in the playoffs four out of six years. Bart, are you ready to get silly with me? Because I'm ready to get so silly. Yes. Tell me who is coming to Hendrick Motorsports next year. The worst kept secret in all the NASCAR industry this, <laughs> this year. Kyle Larson is indeed going to Hendrick Motorsports and is indeed taking the number five. So the 88 will be retired for who knows how long, but it will not be out there next year unless some other team takes it. And uh, yeah. Number five, Kyle Larson. Um, we don't know who's going to sponsor that thing. It's kind of up in the air right now as far as who wants to touch him. But um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad. At, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not mad about the decision. I think that he's made all the right steps and he, he made a mistake. and He's owned up to it and he's doing all the right things to head back to a normal life and, and be respected again. So um, Mr. H definitely sees that and mm-hmm. sees the type of driver he is. It was, um, it was said that he was actually the front runner before the incident even happened in, in, back in April. So um, they, they kept that uh, as the favorite. So uh, I can't imagine who else they would have really considered other than maybe Eric Jones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that's a, a good decision. But that, I mean, that really pretty much ends silly season. As far as the big news, I don't think there's many other things that could happen. Um, we are still waiting here on uh, Corey LaJoy Ty Dillon, we don't really know what they're doing. Um, but I do have a random thought, and this isn't being rumored at all, and it's just kind of my own opinion, is we haven't really talked about Ryan Newman at all. Ryan Newman had a almost life-threatening, um, terrible wreck in the Daytona 500 this year. And he's kind of just quietly ran and since we came back after COVID, and he's doing much worse than he would typically do. Um, if we remember last year, he had made a playoff run. But um, he's just not doing so hot when he would typically uh, bring that thing in, into the top 15, top 10 on occasion. Uh, we're not really seeing much out of him, not hearing much out of him. And I don't know that um, I don't know that he's got it in him to continue on. I know that when you have a, a life-threatening injury like that, a head injury that's so serious, uh, the last thing you really want to do is put yourself in a car and, and really just make that worse. With two um, kids. With two kids, and he's—he's—I mean, he's getting up there. He's probably in his uh, mid to late forties, I would guess. Um, so that's just my thought. I—I I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, if—if yeah. if it happens, I said it first, right here. <laughs> yes, sir. And we'll make sure that everybody knows that you said it first. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I could see it happening. It definitely seems like he's got some of the yips, and this isn't his first life-threatening crash either he's mm-hmm. he's gone on a couple somersaults in an aluminum box so uh there's a reason that there is a safety mechanism in the car named after ryan newman and it's mm-hmm. not because he got the name there safely 
other than Ryan Newman retiring, and I'm probably not going to have him in my lineup this week, who should I have in my lineup for fantasy? You did terrible last week. You are out of the running for our big pot of gold at the end of the playoff rainbow. But I still look to you for my fantasy advice, my fantasy sensei. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've really – I think – Last week, I would have been more right had uh, Hamlin and Harvick not had issues. That was really mm-hmm. kind of what put me into the ground there. But, yeah, I'm out of the running, so um, I'm looking for maybe a, a, a nice f- fifth-place finish um, for the playoffs winner-takes-all in our league. So um, definitely not going to be able to make that, unfortunately. But if you're setting your lineups this week, there's two drivers that you want to put on your lineup. No question about it. Martin Truex Jr. and Brad Keselowski. Truks averages in the last five races a 3.4 average finish. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. Keselowski, 4.2. Those are very strong numbers when you're talking about five races at one track. Uh, the, the next driver even close to that is Blaney, averaging seventh. So you're definitely going to have Truex and Keselowski. Um, the rest of the drivers, you're going to look at most of the playoff drivers, so Harvick, Hamlin, Elliott, and Kurt Busch. Bowman, I would not play him. And really, I wouldn't play Kurt Busch either. So you're looking at Harvick, Hamlin, Elliott. If you're looking at anybody outside the playoffs, it would be Blaney. And, um, and obviously, Logano would be um, someone to look at as well. But again, I really don't think that they're going to put a whole lot of effort into this race. Um, they're going to continue to be focused on, on Phoenix for the finale. So when you're looking at uh, setting your lineup, you definitely want to focus on who's in the playoffs right now. Put Truex, Keselowski. Um, and then and a few other the playoff drivers, um, also considering Blaney. So that, that, that's who I'm going with. I feel more confident about this one <laughs> because Martinsville can be a more of a consistent outcome that we see year to year, and there's not um, big wrecks that really destroy some of the Unless there's extent. mist. Unless there's mist. Unless, uh, it, unless it mists. I mean, moisture, moist. If something well, is moist, it's going to ruin things. Yeah, that word was said so many times this week. I never <laughs> want to hear that again. I did actually on Wednesday when the race started. I was like, "Oh man, this hurricane's coming up here." I hope that's not going to be Virginia. No kidding. On Sunday, and it's not. It's already like in the Northeast right now. But um, yeah, I think it's looking clear. It might be a little chilly, but I don't think we're going to see any more mist or rain in the forecast. I don't think it even does that in Phoenix. So hopefully, <laughs> we just catches on fire. Yeah, it just catches on fire. Hopefully, there's no fires. Uh, no rain, no mist, and we can and see two strong races delivered on time and in true fashion uh, to, clo- wow, to close out the season. Wow, you were going so strong. To close out the season. Well, everybody, that's all we have for you this week on Going In Tight, Coming Out Loose. Remember, you can find us on any major podcasting platform. We ask that you please go subscribe, rate, and review on Apple. That always helps us out. Follow us on Spotify or head over to goingintightpodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes there. You can find the Fantasy Forecast and any of the articles that we put out there. You can also find... You can also follow us on social media at goingintight underscore pod. We look forward to talking to you all next week going into the championship. Peace.